Standing behind the counter, Dai Jun Lei, the barista, takes the order from the customers with a smile and sets out to make the coffee. Skillful and steady, he grinds the coffee beans, makes the espresso shots, steams the milk, pours it over the espresso and finishes it with latte art. Then he brings the coffee and other orders to the customers in a tray, smiles at them again and returns to the counter. Warm Cafe, located on a busy street in Shangcheng District in Hangzhou, looks just like any other coffee house. The unique thing about it is, the displays of paper cups and pastry products on the wall storage racks all carry sign language sister prints. And standing distinctively on top of the wall rack are two red notices that read sign language interpretation and let me help you. Daijun Lei, who's only partially hearing impaired, joined this cafe about six months ago. I've been working here since March when the cafe first opened. I get a bit busy when the turnout is big. Now the pavement outside is undergoing some renovation. We have fewer customers. Dai and the cafe's operator, Ms. Wu Jingxia, are both hearing impaired, yet generally they handle customer needs without outside help. We serve both local customers and tourists. We also provide our venue for different kinds of public activities. I'm happy with my current job. At the moment, our revenue is not yet stable, as we haven't been operating for so long, and because of the renovation work going on outside on the pavement. But I believe when the work is done, our customer turnout will increase and our revenue will go up. This is the relatively quiet hours of the coffee shop. Only a couple of customers are sitting leisurely at the corners of the store. At the back of the cafe, in the activity rooms, staff at the Hangzhou Shouyu Jiejie Public Service Center for the Disabled, or more simply put, Sign Language Sister Service Center, are busy making preparations for the day's work. Responding to phone calls or video calls from the hearing impaired, or in-store visits by them is a primary service this sign language center provides. In fact, the center offers around-the-clock online response to sign language translation requirements, be it emergency scenarios or trivial matters such as helping the hearing impaired make a phone call. This cafe is one of three similar coffee and dessert shops supported by the Sign Language Sister Service Center, a non-governmental organization under the guidance of the Hangzhou Disabled Persons Federation. The center was founded by Mao Donglai, a trim young woman in her 30s who's known as Sign Language Sister. As the title suggests, she's most famous for her role as a sign language interpreter. In fact, she has multiple roles. She's an employment skills trainer for the hearing impaired, and sign language weather lady on various Hangzhou TV stations. Currently, she's also supervising Hangzhou's sign language volunteer team during the 19th Hangzhou Asian Games and the Hangzhou Paralympic Games. On this bright summer's day, Mao Donglai is multitasking. A sign language training session themed on Asian Games-related subjects for Hangzhou's local volunteers will begin soon at the cafe. 
Then she'll shuttle to another venue to check on the new store before it opens for business. This is also the day she records the sign language weather forecast at Hangzhou's meteorological TV station. It's going to be a packed day, but she appears calm and confident, apparently quite used to such a full schedule. 一般来说，平常的话，主要还是在这里运营的嘛。Generally, I spend most of my time here at the service center, mainly because there are many projects and activities going on here. I also work at Hangzhou's Disabled Persons Federation, so I usually try my best to finish all the week's work there in just one or two days, then come down here and spend the rest of the week going about other business affairs. The sign language training course for local community volunteers now begins inside the activity room at the back of the cafe. This is to help the city's volunteers to better serve visitors to the city when circumstances require, during the 19th Hangzhou Asian Games and the Asian Para Games, from simple greetings to eat and drink to the names of the two grand sports events. Mao and another sign language teacher take turns in demonstrating sign language terms to 20 or so volunteers of different age groups. This new language format and the training's interactive nature have aroused huge interest among the volunteers, who eagerly practice with their hands. Hearty laughter breaks out from time to time. <laughs> Xu Huifeng, a volunteer from Hangzhou's Rainbow Street Xinkai Yue community, leads a team of volunteers patrolling Hangzhou's rivers. She's taken part in the training course three times already. Every day we patrol the river several times. The reason we want to learn sign language is during our patrol, if we run into anyone with disabilities or visitors from outside of Hangzhou who need help, we can answer their queries and help them. Especially while the Asian Games are being held in Hangzhou, we volunteers will be part of a lot of activities. Besides, it's fun to learn sign language. The sign language training courses run by Mao and her team are not just popular with the city's community volunteers; they are equally popular with school kids. Just the other day, kids at a children's activity center aged around five to seven had learned similar sign language with Jia Jia, a sign language interpreter from the Sign Language Sister Service Center. They also learned to express terms about different sports, the Asian Games and the Asian Paralympic Games, names of the mascots, as well as everyday words such as "eat" and "please" and "thank you." The kids played games and had great fun. According to Jia Jia, such courses are offered free of charge to kids as a public benefit program. Mao's team has already offered sign language courses at some local schools, which proved to be also popular with children. Offering kids sign language courses is like planting the seed of love in them. When they grow up, this tree of love will grow with them. During the volunteers' training session, Mao's son Dian Dian, a primary school boy, was also hanging around, running errands for his mother. He too often does a bit of sign translation with things he's capable of at the cafe during weekends. 
I like what she does, only she got too little time for me. In the past, before the sign language center opened, when I was in year one or two, mom would come back home, play with me, chat with me, or help with my homework. At the end of my year two semester, mom opened the first language center, and she started to spend less and less time with me. And would he want his mother to continue the work to help others? The boy nodded affirmatively. The more, the better. Now that the volunteers have been shown out, Mao Dong Lai and another sign language teacher sit down at the desk and begin another task, making use of the little time left before lunch. They are discussing something on a notebook enthusiastically, using sign language. This is for setting up a sign language library. If we only enter what's been used in general sign language, the number of terms is just about 9,000. The real vocabulary in use is much larger than that. For example, some idioms do not have a standard way of expression in general sign language. We are trying to figure out a better way of expressing those words and terms. A word might be expressed in three or more ways in sign language. We need to agree which is the best expression. For example, how to express in sign language weather phenomena or less frequently used gym movements, such as forward row. Observing Mao Dong Lai working, one can't but be impressed by her devotion and her professional manner. Then the question, how has she made sign language interpretation a central part of her work, pops out naturally. And here's her story. I was born into a silent family. Both my parents are hearing impaired. I didn't realize that using sign language was any different when I was little. I only started to realize that I was different from other children when in kindergarten. Other kids used voices, whereas I used my hands to communicate, which seemed a bit odd. I felt that my sign language was very special, since none of them knew how to do it. At that time, I didn't know how to do lip reading, so it was a relatively quiet world for me. Many kids couldn't understand why I wouldn't talk, but instead use hand gestures. Mao Dong Lai has suffered from hearing impairment since childhood, although it has never been medically understood what led to her hearing loss. As a child, she too sometimes felt the sting of loneliness and rejection from the hearing world for being different. I couldn't integrate well into the general education system. My elementary school teacher felt it would be challenging for me to catch up with other kids in study. I didn't realize the seriousness of the issue until I was through the first grade. I felt the gap between me and other kids had widened academically and psychologically. Sometimes when the kids laughed, I laughed along. They thought me silly because I didn't know what they were laughing at or what they were joking about, although I really wanted to know. Later, my teacher suggested I transfer to a special school. 
The teacher said that it might be better for me to study with children with same physical conditions. Although the teacher was acting out of good intentions, I felt as if being deserted, abandoned. Mao felt lost, confused, and worried about her future, but she didn't let it weigh her down. She soon picked up her confidence again at the special education school. My classmates and teachers there took me in unconditionally. I became the class monitor and also led the school's gymnastics exercises, which helped me regain my confidence. Maybe I had a little bit of low self-esteem at the general education school that I didn't realize. But at the special education school, I felt trusted and needed. Mao Donglai says she feels luckier than a lot of others because she'd learned to speak. Because of that, she's been acting as a sign language interpreter for a long time, even before she'd realized what was happening. I could do some simple voice communication because at home I had to do it with my grandparents who didn't use sign language. At the special education school, my classmates couldn't speak nor could they use sign language that well. I could speak and use sign language, so I often acted as a go-between between the teachers and my classmates, helping them get messages through. Everyone would come to me if they ran into difficulties. Gradually, this feeling of being needed helped me regain my confidence. She also learned at a very early age not to give way to misfortunes, nor to depend on others, a belief that helped her find her place in Hangzhou after she studied at a special education school here. Every year, around the spring festival time, I remember officials from the local government branches would visit my family and want to give us some presents and some special allowance. But my parents would always turn down such offers, saying we couldn't take the support simply because we are disabled. My parents said that although our financial status wasn't that good, we were able-bodied. We could rely on ourselves instead of the government. Such support should go to families who are more in need. What she's been through also allows Mao Donglai to understand more of the needs of the deaf community. She shares with us a story that she will never forget. Years ago, Hangzhou police came to her to see if she could talk to a 13-year-old girl who was caught for suspected stealing at a bus stop. The little girl was hearing impaired and would not speak to anyone. Mao took the little girl back to her own place and lived with her for a couple of days. Perhaps because of empathy developed out of a similar childhood experience, the little girl told Mao everything. I felt a sense of achievement, not because the case was closed, but because the little girl had seen hope. Previously, she felt that she was deaf and useless. She could not find good employment. Many hearing impaired people feel deserted because they can't hear and suffer from low self-esteem and feel disadvantaged at the same time. They feel that they are able-bodied, with proper arms and legs, so why does the hearing world push them aside just because it's inconvenient to communicate with them? 
all these things leave the hearing impaired with a sense of powerlessness. That day, Mao Donglai told the girl she shouldn't give up on herself yet. She should get education, and her life would be back on track again. I also shared my own story with her. I said, "Your parents must love you very much. There's no need to live like that. You want to be strong. Don't judge yourself by other people's standards." I said, "If you want to go back to school, I will support you. My salary isn't much, but I will support your education. If you have difficulties, come to me." Now she has a family and a proper job, and I feel happy for her. Empathy, kindness, heartwarming words, and a bit of help. Were what put the teenager back on her feet again. This experience also shows Mao Donglai what the hearing impaired truly need, and how sign language interpretation could help them. My classmates still came to me for help even after graduation, when they met with difficulties. Whether it's about their work or home issues, especially if it involved legal aid or going through government procedures, some seemingly simple matters become very complicated for them because of difficulty in communication. Now, data shows Hangzhou has more than 30,000 certified hearing impaired people. If you include the non-resident population, the number of hearing impaired. Goes up to 160,000 in the city. Many hearing impaired people come to me for help for matters such as going to police stations, hospitals, and banks. It was hard for me to meet all those needs on my own because I also had a job. So I was constantly thinking about one thing: Is there a solution to reduce or remove such communication barriers for them? At that time, some college students volunteered to be sign language interpreters. So Mao Donglai pulled together a sign language volunteer team. As the number of volunteers grew bigger by 2010, Mao began to ponder about another issue: sustainability of the service. I started to think how I can better manage the team and how we could make the service more professional. When some of the volunteers graduated from college, they would be gone because sign language translation was a volunteer service, not a career. Thinking about the future of the sign language translation service, I considered whether we could make sign language translation a respectable and payable job. Sign language itself is a form of language, but many see it as a communication tool only for the hearing impaired. Not something able-bodied people need. So she lobbied at relevant departments and gained their strong support. In 2021, the Sign Language Sister Service Center was registered as the only sign language interpretation agency in Zhejiang Province, a non-governmental organization under the guidance of the Hangzhou Disabled Persons Federation. Now the team has grown from the initial two full-time staff. To the present, five full-time sign language interpreters plus a 100-strong team of part-time interpreters. They've also opened three cafe and bakery stores run by the hearing impaired, with two more new stores preparing to open for business. Sign language interpretation has indeed become a career.
Ji Jian is a full-time employee at the service. This has become his official job after graduating from college. He sees it as a meaningful job. My parents are both hearing impaired. I learned sign language when I was a kid, through my daily communications with them. I started my work as a sign language interpreter in March this year. This center has organized a series of public service activities, and I came here to help as a volunteer. I wanted to get involved more with the sign language service, so I joined the center formally as an interpreter. Today, the center's scope of services has been expanded. We now have services such as sign language interpretation, sign language training for volunteers, entrepreneurship facilitation for the hearing impaired, and employment skills training for the disabled on behalf of the Hangzhou Disabled Persons Federation. We also work to promote accessible information for the hearing impaired. This is mainly through interpretation services and building a platform that connects legal aid and law firms with the hearing impaired people. You're listening to Footprints. We'll bring you more on how Mao Donglai helps the hearing impaired start up in business. Around noontime, Mao Donglai and her team arrives at the new cafe on another street, which will open to business tomorrow. Like Warm Cafe, it too will have the double function of a cafe and sign language sister service center, which offers help to the community's disabled and hosts sign language training. 42-year-old Chen Ru Jiao is the owner of this new coffee house. He was polishing the glass door one more time when the team arrived. After a brief exchange with Chen, Mao Donglai joins him in giving a few final touches to the store here and there. Later, Chen Ru Jiao shares with me his story through the translation of Mao Donglai. He says he has always wanted to start his own business, but lacked the courage to do so, mainly because of a lack of funding. Previously, there was also the pandemic. He was able to start his own business after contacting the Sign Language Sister Service Center. He's now very happy to have the opportunity. Chun had taken up many jobs, including traditional paper fan painter, special delivery man, and an online car hailing driver in recent years. But his hearing disability often puts him in a difficult position. He said when he was working as special delivery man and online car hailing driver, he felt scared whenever clients called him. Unable to speak orally, he couldn't answer the phone, but if he didn't answer the phone, clients would often give him bad reviews. Or if he responded late, he'd already received a complaint from the client before his text message had been sent out to the client, and the order had been cancelled. This store brings renewed hope to Chun. However, starting a business seems to be quite daunting for him, which makes him a little nervous. 
As an employment skills trainer for the disabled, Mao Dong Lai fully understands the challenges involved for disabled people starting a business. She and her team have tried innovative ways to let them test their wings. My job at the Hangzhou Disabled Persons Society is mainly providing job training for the hearing impaired. But when the training's done, it often goes nowhere when it comes to finding employment or starting a business for the disabled. I want to reconnect our job training with the eventual employment of the disabled or their entrepreneurship. Hangzhou rents are relatively high, more than many disabled people can afford. So I discussed with the team whether we could try provide a venue to one hearing impaired business free of charge as an experiment. Wu Jingxia, owner of the Warm Cafe, was the first hearing impaired entrepreneur who used the venue of the Sign Language Sister Service Center free of charge. She now runs three such cafes. Now. Through a sign language interpreter, Wu expresses her satisfaction with her current state of life and work. She says, I'm the boss here. I've never been a boss in the past. This is the first time I'm a boss. It feels great. Although the work is busy and requires a lot of input, I feel happy. Bai Yi Yu, who's also with the Sign Language Service Center, explains the center will assist the disabled with business operations. Our sign language service center helps disabled people grow their brands on their behalf. On the part of the local community, they provide them with entrepreneurship support by way of exempting them rent at the venue. The hearing impaired will shoulder other costs, buy their own equipment, and be responsible for their own profits and losses. But with free rent, the pressure of starting a business will be greatly reduced. After reassuring Chen Rujiao to be bold with his new business venture, Mao whirlwinds to the meteorological TV station to record a weather forecast in sign language. Soon the city's hearing impaired will be getting the weather forecast from the smiling weather lady Mao Donglai. With that, we conclude this edition of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. For more episodes, just key in Footprints and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.